Hey everybody, uh, this is Paul Krieger and Amy Krieger, and welcome to this week's edition of the DVC Show, a live edition of the DVC Show. So sorry for all of the uh, technical stuff that I'm sure I will mess up through this the entire live stream. Um, but so happy to uh, be here with you tonight. Um, you know, we threw this together last minute. There's been some things that have been going on that didn't get us into the studio last week. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Panda was actually on a cruise for a week and actually came down with some cruise crud. So I completely blame all of this on him or else we would have had some live studio shows for you. Uh, and for those that do follow the Diz Unplugged very closely, um, you may know that Pete made a personal announcement on last Tuesday's show. Um, so if you've not caught that announcement, I would highly recommend you tune into last week's show to catch that but we're going to still be here bringing some content to you and all of our love and support goes out to pete throughout this period as well but we wanted to continue to bring you a show so we are here today with you and we brought some of our friends so we actually brought <laughs> like phil, the west virginia the, the west you. virginians coming out of me but we brought phil and pauline murphy along with us tonight uh, to join us for this live news and sort of question and answer show. Um, so thank you guys for joining us sort of last minute. How are you guys doing up in New York? Doing great, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Cold. cold. Yeah, it's cold out. Yeah. I remember those days. Actually, no, I, no it's, it's always, anytime we talk to you guys, it's like a hundred times colder than it is, uh, it used to be in West Virginia. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't we, know that cold. We ran outside today. It was so nice. 70s and just crazy. Just, <laughs> just rubbing it in, aren't you? Yeah. Well, hey, thank you so much um, to everyone that's been joining us. Uh, we will be taking some questions uh, sort of later in the show and everything like that. Um, but um, today we're just going to really talk about some of the news that's gone on in Disney Vacation Club over the past few weeks, as well as just get to know the Murphys. Uh, you know, uh, Phil and Pauline have been wonderful friends of Amy and ours uh, for a long period of time now, and it's about time you all get to know them as well. Um, before we get to that, um, as always, if you love the content that we produce here on DVC Fan, please show some love for our sponsors uh, and our jobs, essentially, uh, over at the world of DVC, DVC resale market. If you're looking to buy or sell a Disney Vacation Club contract, they are the home for you. Monera Financial, Amy here will write you a loan for that contract that you're looking to purchase. And then at DVC Rental Store, if you're looking to rent out points, rent your points, try before you buy, that's the place to do it and save some money on a Disney vacation. So please show some love for them. But uh, <laughs> Enough of all of that kind of fun stuff. <laughs> I so some of these comments are just cracking me up. I, I just like someone said that the beard is worth waiting for, Phil. I think that was aimed at you. <laughs> Not my beard? No. Uh, the people that are listening to the audio version of this tomorrow is just gonna be it's gonna be very disappointing for them. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, let's let's jump off and you know. I, I really just want to sort of first and foremost, just sort of introduce Phil and Pauline. Um, guys, tell us a little bit about yourselves, um, sort of uh, uh, a little bit of your Disney Vacation Club story, sort of what what brought you to DVC fan and all that kind of fun stuff. You want to go first? Sure. Um, so we, Phil had never really been to Disney other than one time when you were a little child. And um, when we started dating, uh, my family brought him down and, he fell in love with Disney as I already was in love with Disney. And we ended up honeymooning um, at Disney World. And then we went on a Disney cruise. And 
those DVC crews uh, employees sucked us right in. Uh, <laughs> we we really wanted to be a part of DVC. We didn't think it was going to be possible, and we went on the very last day to the last um, presentation, and we went back to our stateroom with our little folder and did some math and we were like wow we could we can actually make this work uh, <laughs> i was standing by the veranda door of the cruise ship trying to get a bar of signal so i could transfer money from one account to another so that we could make this work for the deposit yes. but no it was it was fun they got us good it's fun fact that first trip to disney um I was, I think, three years old, and my parents lost me for the almost the entire time we were there. I walked, I walked off with someone that looked like my dad to, I guess, the other end of the park. And this dude looked down and realized I wasn't his kid, and he just left me there. <laughs> <laughs> they, like park security was searching for me for my mom says three hours. She's Italian, so it might have been like maybe twenty or thirty minutes. But they found me crying in a bathroom stall. So that probably explains a lot about who I am. But. Uh, <laughs> That, that's my first ever Disney story. And then I got a reprieve 24 years later. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we, we became members of the Riviera. And then uh, Paul, you know, well, we, you know, became friends with Paul and Amy. And eventually one sad day at Universal, Paul convinced Phil that we needed an Animal Kingdom contract. And <laughs> now we have some contracts. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. He got me good. He like sat down and had a hot dog. He's like, you know, oh, I mean, these, this Polynesian contract is pretty inexpensive. And it, 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 it set me off. It did, it did. A, day, a day later, we had a contract finance through Monero Financial, yeah. which has been a wonderful experience. This is not like product placement. You just, you guys do such a good job, Amy. Yes. Thank you again for all your help. Yeah, so that's our DVC story, I guess. Yeah, that's a weird rambling. <laughs> that's uh, it's uh, yeah. The the childhood part really took me back there. That <laughs> you know, uh, it's it, I, I'm, that's not a made up story. They found me crying in a bathroom. So. <laughs> so you've got two home resorts, correct? So you've got um, you've got Animal Kingdom Lodge and you've got Riviera. Mm -hmm. Yep. Awesome. And you guys just got back from a Animal Kingdom Lodge, like your first like welcome home to AKL, correct? Yep, that's correct. Yep, took my my parents down, mm -hmm. which was very rewarding for us. You know, they took us on many trips, and it was our time to give a little bit back to them. So we were excited to, you know, we, we joked that they had always stayed in rooms that had um, curtain covers to the bathroom, and then we went and stayed at a two bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to distinguish. Her. <laughs> the levels of room that is it, I mean, it, it is the distinguishing factor when you, when you really yes. upgraded from curtain covers. Um, yes. someone, someone just asked if you guys were from Rochester. So I just wanted to. Yes, we're from Rochester. Don't break into our house in the street. <laughs> That's awesome. And you guys, you were kind of impacted similar to us in terms of the travel around the holiday season. So you had to drive down and back to Disney World. How was that? How was that adventure? South <laughs> Southwest called me less than 12 hours before our plane was supposed to take off. And they're like, hey, sorry, can't help you. But they like they canceled all the flights for that whole weekend. And so I called. I went downstairs to tell Pauline what was happening. I was like, hey, we're driving. Get your stuff together. And uh, we called her parents and like we explained what was going on. We have to drive. They went to Home Depot and got a tarp. And we took my pickup truck down. We put all the luggage in the bed of my truck. And two ratchet straps and like a cord of wood that I 
you know, used to pinch down the corners or whatever. And two hours after that phone call, we were on the road in the middle of a blizzard for about a state and a half. And then, uh, you know, just the normal trappings of a 20 hour road trip. So it was less than ideal, but it was fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, well, not awesome. I did the same thing, but um, you, you had a much longer drive and you drove a lot. You drove that a lot quicker than I did. You drove it through the night too. So that's uh, kudos to you on that one. Oh, yeah. Did you stop at Bucky's? That's what everyone in the chat really wants to know. <laughs> we stopped at Bucky's twice yes. on the way back because Bucky's the first time and it, it blew our minds and we're like, okay, we were so overwhelmed. We rushed out of there. So we stopped at a second one, which was even nicer. And when I saw that it was even nicer, I turned around and went back out to the truck. Otherwise, we would have just never, we would have never gotten out of there. Yeah. We, yeah. So we had to drive home from our family for Christmas and we stopped at Bucky's. Awesome. Like the best bathrooms, steak burrito. Yeah. We need one closer. I don't know how I feel about truck stop steak burrito. But that was <laughs> it was so good. It really if, was. I, I feel like Bucky's has gotten so much free advertising and DVC fan over the course of the past. <laughs> it was month. also like it's like, <laughs> it was like 11 p.m. and we hadn't eaten in a really long time. We we're on the road, so maybe, maybe you know, the burrito was. I don't know. It hit the spot. <laughs> so, had you guys stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge before this trip? No, no. This was the no. first time you had you just <laughs> bought in points on a whim. You know, you, you knew you were going to love it. So, tell us a little bit about your room and your experience on on the trip as a whole. Um, what did you love? What did you dislike? We want, we want, we want the scoop. <laughs> so uh, we sit in the Savannah view two bedroom. It was, I mean, the Savannah view was gorgeous. Uh, the angle of our room was really great too. It was like kind of around this like curve and we could see like all the way down um, sort of like the whole Savannah very easily. And I will say it wasn't too far. Like, I think we were the first two bedroom in our hallway. So it wasn't an extreme walk. I mean, it wasn't close to the lobby, but it wasn't terrible. Um, and we did have like a, just an elevator ride down to the pool, which was nice. Uh, but I, I would say my parents love the room, but I think after staying in like the Riviera um, and some of the other maybe newer rooms or just other rooms in general, this definitely needs some love. There's like paint scratches on the wall, furniture, like stuffing coming out, just like little details that I would say need desperate attention. Yeah. The condition of the room was okay, but I mean, you kind of walk through the living room and then there's like zebras and giraffes. Yeah. So it really doesn't matter. I had a great time. I love the room. We were actually all the way at the end of the hallway in the crescent of the little crescent moon or whatever at Kanani Village. So it was a little bit of a walk, but it didn't really matter. The mm -hmm. ambiance there, the, the, the way that the even the hallways are themed and every once in a while you get that little window in the hallway that overlooks the savannah and you can stop and check out the animals. It really didn't matter. It was a great yeah. experience. And you know, what has been a consistent thing throughout the D, uh, the DVC resorts is the level of service that we get from at least the, like the front counter staff and the, the people occupying like the front entrance and the lobby and things of that nature, just super, super friendly. Um, you know, when we got there, it was, I think, 35 degrees. It was very, very cold for the first few days that we were there. Uh, and you could tell that they weren't prepared for it, but they were chipper. It was Christmas. We got there Christmas Eve and everyone did a really good job of making us feel at home and making us feel welcome. Yes. 
That's awesome. So on the plus side, and I completely agree with you on the room conditions at Animal Kingdom yep. Lodge. But so at the Condo Association for the announcements were 2023 dates, and they only made one announcement for 2024, which is Bay Lake. And so I feel like there has to be more, right, coming, more refurbishments coming 2024, mm-hmm. if not the latest, you know, 2025. And Animal Kingdom Lodge is like the only thing left besides Grand Cal. Yeah. So both of those have to be coming up, right? Everything else has been refurbished within the last so many years. Yeah, they've got to they've got to be coming up, and I, I think you guys uh, you guys mentioned some of it. The big thing for me, and it's similar, it was similar to my experience out at Alani, is that just a lot of the furniture there at Animal Kingdom Lodge is large and clunky, and with mm-hmm. all of like the streamlined stuff that they've been doing at a lot of these resorts, you know, it's. It's now the new shiny stuff. We want the we want the shiny stuff like Saratoga and uh, yeah, and the other resorts. You might you might get a I don't know. Some people like that. Like that's part of the charm of it. But I, I agree. I, well, I, I I don't mind the dark colors yeah. and things like that. I just mind like the the dresser and the chest of drawers takes up like half the yeah. walking space as you're maneuvering the room and things. They like did that. a really good job at Cobra Creek. Like you're right. Everything's more like fits the space better yeah. and, and leaves you with a little bit more room. But yeah. yeah. So, um, been to both resorts, own at both resorts. Which one's your favorite? Of Riviera and Animal Kingdom Lodge. I could easily guess what they're going to say. Riviera. (laughs) This is our first home resort. And, like, I don't get, I don't get uh, weepy, but I can remember walking in for the first time after we had bought our contract and smelling the lobby smell and hearing the music and just being there on Christmas Mm -hmm. Day. Uh, I, I was feeling a little weepy. In fact, I actually walked away from everyone so I could have a quiet moment in the corner to you know, <laughs> do my whole toxic masculinity thing. I so, asked. I, uh, I asked a similar poll in the chat, and sixty-five percent of people said Animal Kingdom Lodge. So um, the chat is a little biased towards Animal Kingdom Lodge yeah. right now. That is I our am home. too. Yeah. What What makes you love it? Grand. It's so grand. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just when you walk into that lobby and just the theming, like Riviera is beautiful and, and it's new and shiny, but just there's something about the theming of, of Animal Kingdom Lodge and the Savannah and that thatched roof and the Mexican, or Mexi- oh my gosh, the, the African artwork. I was thinking about Coronado. <laughs> <laughs> the, the African artwork. And I just, you know, it, it's, it's our first home. So yeah, it's yeah. the same thing, you know, the, Film Halloween. And and at the end of the day, that's really the beauty of, of Disney Vacation Club in a whole is that there's something for everyone. You know, there's there's a different type of resort, a different type of feel. Um, it's not that you don't love them all to some degree. Um, I think that's the cool thing is it, you really yeah. have to try them all over the mm-hmm. time of your ownership. You get to try this resort that go to go to that experience, go to that part of the world or whatever, whatever the design of that uh, resort is really about and uh that's what really what really makes it all special so any uh add-on contracts in the near future after this trip no? i want to catch them all personally but- <laughs> we're we're gonna make a decision on the polynesian as soon as we figure out what the condo association is going to look like mm-hmm. uh, we're either going to buy into the old condo association if it's the same thing or if it's a separate one we're going to buy into the new or maybe it was vice versa. I'm not really, I don't remember which way we were going to go, but we were thinking Disneyland tower. Um, but then we went to Disneyland and I didn't super duper like it that much controversial opinion, whatever. But um, you did like the Disneyland hotel. I so. did. I did. That's not great. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um, 
Yeah, no, and, and that's a nice segue for us, actually, into, you know, a little bit of news that we are going to cover fully on an upcoming show. But uh, something interesting that happened last week is that every quarter or so they come out with new incentives for Disney Vacation Club. So uh, there's direct sales incentives that are normally offered just for the current selling properties. So those being Riviera, Alani, and Grand Floridian. Now, historically speaking, there are always like some little small incentives and things like that that are involved as well for the other sold out properties, but we don't really talk about them because the price is so astronomical that it just really doesn't make sense to even bring them up because they will never compare to resale prices. Uh, But what was interesting this month uh, is that Bay Lake Tower and Polynesian both had some very steep incentives that actually... Probably very few people are going to do this, but if you were purchasing up to a thousand points, it would take $50 off the direct price per point. And it just sort of makes you scratch your head. I know a lot of people have sort of been commenting and questioning, you know, what does this mean for the condo association? Is it is it writing on the wall for Polynesian and things like that? Yeah. I and, don't- and there were sales guys calling members and yeah. telling them it was a flash sale. Yeah. And that they were like offering it specially to them, which was weird. If if it were me, I would want I would say, well, tell me what's going on with the condo association for the new one, because that'll help make my decision. Just like Phil and Pauline, they're waiting to know. I don't want to buy not knowing what's going to happen. You yeah, know what I mean, and and the weirdest thing I think is just the fact that it's it's all of these properties that are around the monorail loop right now that are being incentivized. And you've got one that's actively selling. You would think that if you've got this active property that you need to basically sell out, that you're going to want to push sales at that resort because you've got another property coming right behind it. You've got the Disneyland Tower opening soon as well. Um, and and so, you know, people ask me the question, um, we'll throw a poll up in the chat here in a couple minutes, but um, you know, I don't think that this actually says anything as to whether or not this is going to be in the, the association or not in the association. Um, I just think that they're trying to sell where they know they can sell points. And that is right in the heart of the action and right there along the monorail loop. But uh, if you are in the market right now and, you know, you you know, your palms are itching or something like that, you know, there's some good deals to be had at Bay Lake Tower and Polynesian. But those prices are still much higher than what you would purchase if you were looking at a resale contract. Uh, Phil and Pauline, you know, have you had a chance to look at that at all or have any insight onto what we might see with the Polynesian yet? No, I haven't really looked into, I don't think we, either of us have looked into it. I I think that it's less of a writing on the wall and more of a Disney's very aware and very intelligent of what's going on in the marketplace. And they can see all the chatter, right? People are concerned about new condo association versus existing kind of association. The unknown and the ambiguity surrounding it, that could mean uh, sales for them. So while people are still wondering or they may be nervous about a new condo association or whatever, what have you, when they know that there's questions surrounding that and there's an air of the unknown and there may be some trepidation and they may see more contracts going on the resale market or less, you know, and them getting snapped up quicker, whatever the data is reading back to them, they might have just seen an opportunity for those two hotels, especially the Polynesian, and they're jumping on it. I mean, everything that they do is data and metric driven. I just don't know what their data collection is telling them. I, I don't have any insight into that, but um, I think it's more so a function of they see an opportunity and they want to capitalize on it ASAP. 
And I think ultimately for us, and I think many people who are interested in poly, it, it kind of doesn't matter because we're there for us. It's a nostalgia factor. We're yeah. so excited to own it. The poly, we kind of, we're going to make it work no matter what it was where we had our honeymoon. So we want to own there. Right. Yeah. Right. And I, also with the Polynesian, it is someplace that is accessible in the seven month window. You know, you, you can, you know, if you, if you, if you try very hard, you can sort of get into that resort within that window. So from that factor, like it doesn't like for existing owners, I don't think it matters as much um, mm -hmm. as it would if it was someone else. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it has a lot of studios, which is which is the the big factor that makes it more attainable to get in. But you know, and hopefully with the the new tower, we see we see other room types. You know, we see one bedrooms and two bedrooms, uh, and mm -hmm. grand villas and and things that aside from just you know studio and a bungalow, because um, the bungalow points are are really high, uh, especially compared to most two bedrooms. So. Yeah, and we've talked about, you know, availability crisis and things like that with DVC and the bungalows and the cabins really are what put us into that mess. And so they're still trying to play cleanup between the studios that they just added to the Grand Floridian. You know, this will probably have a decent amount of studios. We know that the Disneyland Tower is going to have a lot of studios. Mm -hmm. So I think they're sort of saying, oh, we need to fix this so that, you know, people can actually go on their vacations and enjoy themselves. You know, I, I always I always hear from Copper Creek owners the mm -hmm. most. It is so like cutthroat, even at the 11 month window window to get into Copper Creek. And it's just like, it's absolutely wild. And I mean, I, I, you know, obviously this is a hotly contested debate, but just so far in the, in the poll that I put in chat, it's 5743 existing condo association. If that doesn't tell you that, you know, it's a 50, 50 toss up at this point, I don't know what else does. Um, <laughs> I'm know. not even sure if they know, like if DVD. <laughs> they're, they're probably waiting for us to decide. They're looking at these polls and stuff. Go, what do you want it to be? You know, what, what what's going to get you to buy more points and make us more money is probably what they're asking themselves at the end of the day. But um, yeah, you guys, you guys are been ready for Polynesian for some time. You know, Phil, I think we were even looking at Polynesian contracts when we were looking at Animal Kingdom contracts for you. We were, but then there was the whole Polynesian was 150 or $60 a point and Animal Kingdom was $120 a point. So mm -hmm. more bang for your buck. And I wonder how much of it is, you know, right of first refusal driven. I'm sure that they get, there must be some sort of internal trigger for when they want to move some of the points they're sitting on that they get back because that is, that's a profit center for them, right? They buy them back cheap with the, you know, the right of first refusal or how they come into them and then they can sell them back at, you know, whatever price and either the discounted rate for up to a thousand points or the face, you know, rack rate of the points, whatever they're going for, 200 and something dollars, I think at this point and, and make a bunch of money. So it could just be, these are what triggered internally. And it just so happens that there's a lot of conversations surrounding Polynesian right now in the resale market. I think that that might have something to do with it as well. Yeah, the right of first refusal aspect is very interesting. Uh, Polly hasn't been actively rofered in over 20 months. So, uh, it, you know, they might be sitting on some points still that they had, but it's interesting that they're aggressively trying to sell points there. Bay Lake Tower is a little bit of a different story. They were kind of after Bay Lake for a while last year for a period of time. So they do probably have a little bit of a, you know, a, a build yeah, up. We had some buyers that tried like six times. For a Bay Lake contract yeah. back when they were, it was, it was like the earlier in the year. year. Yeah. yeah. 
It was rough. Yeah, it was rough for mm-hmm. Bay Lake owners or Bay Lake buyers early last year. And so they were buying a lot of points back. Now, for the conspiracy theorists out there, you know, there has been rumors for years of a potential addition to Bay Lake Tower, um, essentially what I think they would dub as Bay Lake Tower South, which would go <laughs> sort of either at the, the garden wing just needs to go. So that's exactly where it needs to go, you know rip out the garden wing and and call it a day they, um, they just re- they're just like refurbing is, are they refurbing matter. it right now it doesn't matter yeah i don't think that's gonna happen um, no there, there's been i know there I, I believe it even got to a development you know phase where they drew up some plans over there so i really think that in the near future we're going to see them really continue this trend of adding on to existing resorts because it's 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 an easier process for them to do this and it's a sure thing because Mm -hmm. they know that they've sold it before and i think they're going to take less of those gambles right now um instead of sort of going over to that Mm -hmm. land where reflections was supposed to be and yeah just and i've said this before in in uh in the chat michael um is it is it gago michael is that how you pronounce your name um if not you just i'm so uh, sorry i i've talked to michael multiple times but um yeah uh yacht club like like i know it's it's a convention resort but you know if they can if they can put a villa for beach club over a waterway which it literally sits over top of a waterway have you ever noticed that the beach club villas like they can find somewhere to put some yacht club villas so um i think it would sell it would sell really well i don't know i'm all about it i'm too distracted by by Michael's dog picture in his profile. So I'm, I'm just, mad. that's a great talk. That's a good yeah. boy right there. That's a good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder, I wonder too, if, if this is, a you know, adding on to existing is also a nice way to do a soft reversal on probably the most controversial and unpopular DVC decision ever made, which is resale restrictions. If they don't build anything new ground up, they always have the option to go into the existing condo assembly and make guaranteed print money. I mean, because they add on to, they're all so beloved, they add on to any of them, it's going to be like printing money. (laughs) On top of the salt factor of like, you know, it always drives me insane when people compare like, oh, the Riviera lobby compared to the Grand Floridian. And it's like, this is apples and oranges here, people. Like you are talking about the, the, the cash rooms, you know, and I think people just have this like deep nostalgia that they're just going to sell out immediately. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I, we'll get to a point, I think sometime next year, where we'll have like five active properties being sold mm-hmm. probably at the same time uh, with Polynesian Tower added in, with Disneyland Tower added in. So they're going to have a a huge range of products to really market to people. And uh, again, I, I think it does go to the heart of what Disney Vacation mm-hmm. Club is, is, you know, there's a little bit for everyone. Yeah. So whatever. And and someone in the comments said they should convert French Quarter to DVC. Not that I think they should take a whole moderate resort, but I think moving into the moderate resorts isn't like a terrible idea. I know people say, well, DVC is supposed to be deluxe, but I don't see that written anywhere. It's, it's a vacation club where you're prepaying. So maybe, you know, adding into the moderate resorts lower, maybe a little lower price per point, lower points per night. I would love to see um, a DVC, you know, tower at Coronado Springs, uh, just like they did with uh, Caribbean Beach. They took out a portion of Caribbean Beach to put Riviera there. So, you know, a little bit of the cabana section that they don't really fill up at Coronado too often. I know it's a convention resort, but it's 
it feels deluxe when you're inside the the Grandestino Tower. So I don't know. I'd love to yeah. see that moderate I, moving into the moderates. I wonder what kind of vitriol that would spark amongst the existing members because there would have to be a class system, right? Because if we all bought into the deluxe DVC and were offered all these quote unquote benefits that could come and go at any time, whatever, yeah. but we have them. What benefits, what tangible benefits do you offer the moderates? And if they're even close to the deluxe and they're at different price points, people are going to be very upset. I, I would think the comments section would be interesting. I'd like to sign up. <laughs> no, that's a good point. I That is a good point. You know, like if you bought in at a lower price per point, would you get the same, the same type of benefits? Maybe the price per points aren't lower, but maybe the points to stay there are lower. I don't know. I would yeah, totally I spend points at Coronado Springs. Awesome. I, yeah. <laughs> I would do points at Coronado Springs, but now you've you've got me go back to this shower curtain idea and how much, you know, a DVC at like an all-star resort would cost or something <laughs> like that. Nobody wants points. <laughs> at the same time, you have to think, how are they going to reimagine, how would they reimagine these resorts to a little more high-end feel for DVC because they are moderates? I think the price per point, in my eyes, there's a part of it that lowers with the amenities that you get. You know, you're not getting the same kind of restaurants and other amenities that you would get at like a Grand Floridian or Riviera. Yeah. I, I think for the people that are looking to experience Disney Vacation Club that don't either don't want to or don't have the means to buy direct from Disney, I think you guys' employer does a great job at serving that market because the savings are drastic. And I mean drastic. Someone who has shopped both it is a little funny, uh, almost a little, it, it made me chuckle to think, okay, I just paid all this money for these Riviera points when I could have had a massive contract for the same money somewhere else. You guys do a really good job of serving that market. And, and there's the give, right? You're not going to buy into all those quote unquote benefits, but you have no guarantee of those anyway. So you're getting what you want, which is the Disney vacation at a discounted or more reasonable price. You're just giving up the benefits. So I don't even know that they would need to move into moderates because you guys already serve that market very effectively. Not to, um, and, and we didn't pay Phil to say any of that, by the way. Um, <laughs> no, no, listen, look at this basic one. But, but truthfully, you know, I've watched you live this because you are you, you guys are living this situation where benefits can go away at any any specific time. And you guys, you guys have been affected by the annual pass thing. Yes. Yeah. It's a sore subject. Sore, sore subject. We can, Murphy we can move on. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to renew and you wouldn't let us renew and then they went away. Like a month <laughs> It's okay, but no, that is a big, you know, that like when you when you talk about the things, and, and we talked about them a lot back during the pandemic. When you compare the things that make the direct value, you know, worthwhile, it's annual passes, it's the discounts on dining, and um, I would throw Moonlight Magic into the mix only because everybody loves that. That's something that people just really feel passionate about. But between all of those, the annual pass thing is really the huge benefit of being a direct member. And we're yep. still sitting here how many months later? Mm -hmm. Over over a year, yeah. And yeah. and just nothing. And um, it just, when, when you talk about it being your highest affinity group, when you talk about people, you know, like yourselves, Phil and Pauline, you know, that have bought so many points that love coming to Disney World, 
And yet it's like, um, I'm sorry, this benefit's not available to you. It's <laughs> Mike, Mike from the chat just said, does anyone else miss, miss the physical cards? I still carry my physical DVC card in my wallet, even though it expired. <laughs> I am never letting it go. Ever. Well, and the fact remains, you don't know when someone's still going to ask for it. Like the, the random too. cast member that's like, no, I need the real card. And it's like, but I thought we went digital. Um, so yeah. there's still confusion about that. Every, but, every you know, time. honestly, like to Phil's point, like we when we first bought DVC, we started with the resale Animal Kingdom contract at $97 a point. And then we turned around in the same month and bought a, 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 a direct contract also at Animal Kingdom because we wanted the benefits. And I mean, for 171 a point, like that is just the, yeah. the price difference is just crazy. $74 difference a point. Yeah. Yeah. Barb Dreams in, in the chat said, I flat out told a guide that I wouldn't consider direct until APs were back and available for DVC members all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that's a true statement. I think there's a lot of people that are sort of on that yeah. fence. I think there are a lot of people that are maybe not going to Disney right now because they, they can't afford it because they can't get an annual pass. And that was right. something that made Disney Vacation Club, you know, when you think about that buying situation, when you're when you're sort of crunching the numbers in your head and figuring it out as a family... The annual pass was probably a part of that conversation for many families when they originally were buying in. They were like, well, I got the discount on rooms. I can get the annual pass because I'm a, I'm a Disney Vacation Club member. Now this makes it more attainable for me. And, um, you know, I don't know. Amy's just, Sorry, Amy. I, got, I keep reading the comments. Amy's just over here. just read. She's, she's just viewing the show instead of. <laughs> you guys make me laugh. Okay. Amy, I'm such Amy. a Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, Phil. I'm such an entitled brat because like, I understand you're not even when you buy DVC, you're not even guaranteed a vacation, right? You're guaranteed an allotment of points. And if when you go to look, whether it be at 11 months at a competitive resort or somewhere in between 11 and 30 days, if they're sold out, it's sold out. You're not even guaranteed a vacation. You're guaranteed an allotment of points and an opportunity and, and a set of instructions to make it maybe more mm -hmm. feasible to do so. But the guide, it was an unspoken thing. The guide that sold me the points and this guy right here, they knew that I was buying those points so that I could go to the parks. Disney World is the draw, right? That's why it's one of the most expensive, if not the most expensive timeshare system in the world. For them to have DVC members not be able to have annual passes, at least at some rudimentary level, is a little silly to me. And I know I'm being an entitled jerk. I'm not entitled to that, but that just irks me beyond all reason. I, I can't be reasonable about it. I refuse to. I'm very, very miserable. About it. I will say though, on the other side of the story where I want my APs back, I want to go to the parks every day. We did pay for park tickets for some of our trip at, at Christmas. And uh, it's like, it's almost not even worth it going into the parks these days, in my opinion. Too. Like, I'm glad we're DVC because we got to take our vacation and stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge. And there is so much more to do at these uh, deluxe resorts than there would be if we were staying at like a Caribbean beach or an all stars. Um, so I'm even just with the way the parks are right now, I'm so glad to have DVC because we could sit on our veranda or our um, patio and look at the animals. We could run down to Sanaa every day and get bread service if we wanted to. Uh, there were other things for us to do on this trip that really made it special because the parks just were so wildly crazy right now. 
I didn't ride a single ride until the last day because we didn't get Disney, Disney Genie. Our family didn't want to do it, so we didn't do it. And I'm not going to wait three hours in line to ride uh, Flight of Passage or Tinkerbell or whatever. I'm, I'm not going to. That's the fast. That's Let's just pretend like I didn't hear it like right, that. Okay. I, no, we are seeing a lot, a lot more members that are just doing resort only stays. And, and it is nice that we can stay at these resorts and they offer us that stuff, but you're right. You know, by the time you pay for a park ticket, because we took my mom in November when she was here, I paid $200, um, for, for a park hopper single day ticket, um, veterans day weekend to take her. And we ended up not even park hopping. So I wasted however much of that. Um, and, and it's, it's just so much. And so I feel so bad for all those people you know, who are waiting for annual passes and for you guys, because and it takes away what DVC is, is that you take things slower. You might not go into a park for a whole day. You might just pop in, you know, in the evening for dinner or go see the fireworks or, you know what I mean? Um, and, and so when you don't have that annual pass and you're paying per day, yeah. you feel like you have to be there the whole day, right? To get that value worth. So it changes the way you vacation. Well, and, and add into the fact that you've got Genie Plus now that you've got to add on top of that ticket to make that vacation really what it is. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, depending on the day, it really depends on how well that's going to work and and, and how many rides you're going to get to do. Like you, you did it for that trip and how many did you do? Like you you only got like three rides or something like like four, three or four Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. lightning lanes out of, out of it. So, yeah. Um, well, I feel like we could definitely be on this ticketing conversation for hours. Um, you know, we, we should do, a, we'll do it. We'll do another follow-up show and, uh, and have, uh, Pauline and Phil back on and talk about that. But one of the things we did want to discuss that was newsworthy that's come out since the last time that, uh, we actually, uh, did a news update is Moonlight Magic is back for 2023. So Disney Vacation Club did announce the new Moonlight Magic dates for 2023. You can go to dvcfan.com and view the article that has all of those dates. But the first ones are coming up very, very soon on February 8th and February 15th at Epcot. And actually, there's one even before that over on the West Coast at Disney California Adventure on February 1st. So these first dates of Moonlight Magic are coming up fast. Registration actually opens this coming Wednesday for the first round of Epcot dates. Mm -hmm. And anyone that is watching the live stream tonight on Sunday night, um, keep in mind that all of those guest lists, uh, all of those room reservations, all of that kind of stuff, if you want to get in to the uh, booked reservations I don't know. What do you call it? The, the, the resort guest, the booking. resort guest yeah. booking window. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was losing it. Uh, but if you want to get into that resort guest booking window that opens up this Wednesday, um, then you are going to want to have everything finalized with those reservations by 1159 yeah. PM Eastern standard. Do not time make tonight. modifications after that. No modifications at, yeah, after at that. So, um, and you know what? We get asked this a lot about, um, the eligibility for that resort and how many people you can book. And so, so these are the actual rules. Um, you can use a hotel stay. If you, first of all, you have to be a qualified member. So you have to have that DVC Y designation, what we used to call blue card. Um, you have to have that attached to your membership. Now, if you have multiple memberships, for example, Paul and I 
have a separate membership where our grand cow lives. I can see our dog in the background, but that is not a direct membership and there's no direct points attached to it. So we cannot use that membership number. So just make sure you're using the membership number where your benefits are. Um, but you can have a cash day booked and that counts. Uh, last year we had pop century. We went, we went, um, and used the resort window mm -hmm. to book. And then we also did a night at Riverside last year and, and that worked as well. So you can have a, a hotel stay. If you have a hotel stay, it's however many people are on your room reservation that the owner that is eligible is staying in. So if you have multiple hotel rooms booked, you can only book the amount of people that are on the room of the eligible member. Um, or you can book five people, whichever is more. If you are using your DVC points, you can actually have multiple rooms booked and everybody who is on your room reservations across all of your points that you are using is eligible. So if you have four studios booked with, you know, five people each in them, you can get tickets for all those people. So, so those are the, the actual rules. They should work, but you know, should <laughs> sometimes, work. sometimes they don't. There's always technical glitches in the process, but um, a, a couple people were asking what time Usually, I believe it's been around 11 a.m. that mm -hmm. registration has opened, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. For eligible people, um, those links and emails will go out the day before, and you'll have that booking link for that 11 a.m. window wow. the next day. Um, historically speaking, you know, the resort registration period is pretty much a sure thing for many people, uh, unless you sort of for get most. in really late. Um, it is kind of a sure thing for most yeah. people. The general registration window for those without resort res registration, that's when things get a little dicier and, and stuff like that. But um, those are just for the Epcot booking dates that are coming up on February 8th and February 15th. And again, um, those uh, that, that registration window opens up uh, very soon here um, this coming Wednesday. So um, we'll, I'm sure we'll report back on how that process goes. And we'll also probably have a chat over in the DVC fan Facebook group mm -hmm. of how, how are things going? How are, are people having luck booking and all of that kind of fun stuff? But um, yeah, Moonlight Magic's back. And you know, yeah. uh, the other odd thing that we saw is that uh, there's some merch this I don't know if I want to call it merch, uh, but there was some merch that was released on shopdisney.com, um, which is the same old logo from, uh, actually, I think it was 2020 with Pluto and a moon. And it's something. It's something. So, I mean, if you want, if you want to, if you want a reused logo on a t-shirt, they got it for sale over on shop Disney. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll see some more merch this year. Hopefully we'll see some more special entertainment, stuff like that, that comes back to these events. You know, previously they had special firework shows, stuff like that. I know we saw Fantasmic at an event, mm -hmm. um, when they did it, uh, 2019, 2019, I think it was, yeah. um, and so a lot of that entertainment and stuff was cut from Moonlight Magic last year, but um, it is a wonderful benefit for direct members. And um, we actually got to go with Phil and Pauline last year on their first Moonlight Magic adventure. And so we thought that would be a nice topic for tonight as well to get a little bit of their perspective. You know, um, how was your Moonlight Magic experience? How was your registration experience? Um, you know, what did you like about Moonlight Magic? What do you wish you could have seen? All that kind of fun stuff. So... What do you thought? Yeah, um, registration was chaotic and stressful. Um, <laughs> we, I, I actually knew some other people who were going not with us, and they 
they couldn't get in. Um, so I just remember it just being a huge scramble. Um, we actually were, we did the podcast cruise with the days and then we were planning on staying after the cruise and at beach club. And then we extended our stay even more to be able to go to moonlight magic. So we had a great time, but we extended our stay in order to go. And I, I wouldn't do that again. I would go if we, if it happened when we were there. Uh, but I wouldn't, I, I feel like some people try to go and go out of their way to be able to go down to, to Orlando to go to Moonlight Magic. And oh, I, I would say like, don't stress yourself out about it. I, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, a nice event to go to if you, you happen to be there, but I don't know. I wouldn't go out of your way as someone who is not a Florida resident. I would, that's what I would say. Yeah. I had a great time because we were with our friends. I don't think that we, we certainly wouldn't plan a vacation around going to one. Yes. We wouldn't fly down just for one. And I don't think that we would go probably just the two of us for any specific reason, other than if we happen to be there at that time and we could get in, Great. If not, going with friends is made made it a lot better. Um, but it was from what I've heard about Moonlight Magic in the past, understanding that things have to change in the new world in which we find ourselves, it still was very underwhelming from from an experience point of view. The event, not the time that we had with you guys, just talking strictly about the event. Yeah. The food was chaotic. Um, <laughs> yes, it was. There was no merch. Like Phil and I love our merch. Yeah. Like we would have bought everything, but there was nothing. Yeah. Um, we did get to go on some rides and it was at Hollywood Studios. So that was nice. But other than that, it was too short. Just mm -hmm. Yeah. So someone just said you in the comments, they said you pay a lot of money for a free event. And I do have to say that is correct. And, and kind of what you said, like if you... If you make extra arrangements, you, you book a hotel stay just for that event. Um, you do. You are spending a lot of money for a free event. And yeah. we're guilty of it. You know what I mean? We're guilty of, you know, if we don't have points and we want to go to a Moonlight Magic, sometimes we'll book a hotel room uh, just to get because we're suckers. But, <laughs> but you know, those, those are really great points that you made. Like, it's, it's great if you're there, but, you know. Don't be like miserable if you're not, because you could have just as fun of a day, you know, in the park on a normal day. Yeah. Thomas just said in chat as well, you know, it was a free park entry for my family that day. So it saved us about $400. And that's a true statement as well. You know, it does help uh, in those situations in saving some families some money since you are able to get in several hours before the event and experience the park uh, and have some more time. So you could basically do a full park day just sort of in the later part of the day. Um, and so that does make it a little bit special and sort of bring some of that savings back. It's been nice to see what they've done with some of these events this past year as well, with just sort of peppering in some smaller things throughout the year mm -hmm. to sort of supplement Moonlight Magic mm -hmm. as well. You know, the Halloween meet and treat, yeah. um, they did the, uh, the, the special dinner during the holiday season over at uh, Pizza Rizzo at Hollywood Studios. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to see more and more of these member events coming back. Again, sort of as both of you said, I'm not sure that I would plan an entire trip around <laughs> trying to go. <laughs> no, not not for the meet and treat or the- <laughs> Not not for yeah. the small ones, but, but also but, for Moonlight Magic. Like yeah. it's, it's that added, it's an added surprise. It's an added special thing if it does fall during your travel dates and definitely is something that you're going to want to try to take advantage of if you're a member and eligible for it because it is a special event. It is a 
free event um and and you know you know it is you're, yeah. you're gonna see some things that are unique unique mm-hmm. character experiences again i'm hoping that some of the entertainment stuff comes yeah. back this year there used to be the opportunity to actually um sit and uh, not sit but mm-hmm. you used to have the opportunity to mingle with uh dvc executives and stuff like that and yeah um i i can imagine that's never coming back for the most part but <laughs> so in the chat aaron just asked uh how does moonlight magic compare to other disney after hour events there is one thing that bothers me about moonlight magic as compared to the other after hours events and it's glaringly obvious and i think it's because it's a free event they do not do a very good job of sweeping the park and getting rid of the day guest. Um, there were tons of day guests like running around. Some of them had stopped us when we were, we, we went to a different Moonlight Magic event with Lauren, um, De La Cruz and her husband and, and they, someone stopped and asked us like, do I need, do I need a, a wristband to get on test track? And this was like, <laughs> two hours into the event. So, you know, that's a big difference because they're really, really strict during those paid after hours events of sweeping the park and, and getting the day guest out so that it's a lot more of a, just, just feels a lot emptier. Um, so that's one of the big things that I noticed. Other than that, like the wait times are, um, a little bit lower, but probably not as low as you're going to get at like a, in a paid after hours event. Yeah. Phil and Pauline, I know we did the Hollywood Studios Moonlight Magic, if I remember correctly. If there was another one that you guys were to attend, which one would you want to be um, be there for? Probably Epcot. Epcot? Yeah. I feel like Magic because you're going to get the lowest wait times. Mm-hmm. And that's really going to optimize your, your, you know. Yeah. yeah. And Spread out more, more rides. And that's the one we've not heard anything about. Not a whisper. Uh, you know, it is the only park that we've not heard anything about for Moonlight Magic at, at um, Walt Disney World currently. I have to imagine part of that does have to do with some of these after hours events and the amount of money that they're able to make in the evening at Magic Kingdom versus basically... Uh, paying, you know, I, I know that we pay for it, but basically Disney Vacation Club out of their marketing budget pays for these events that they put on as Moonlight Magic. And so it's that, you know, we could either charge people and, and, and get more money or we, you know, basically have to give the park away for free that night. And, you know, more often than not, they're going, going the other direction and doing those after hours events. Um, and so, uh, I don't know that we'll see, you know, Magic Kingdom pop up this year. I mean, we can dream, but um, mm, I was uh, sad to see it left yeah, out. It was sad, at least, mm-hmm. at least not one, you know, at least a, a date or two. I think early, the early part of the year definitely could have happened, and is something mm-hmm. that they could have done to to make it special for members. But you know, we are going to have uh, Tr- Tron previews coming up pretty soon for mm-hmm. Disney Vacation Club members. So they 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 have said that they are going to be doing AP and DVC previews for Tron. Uh, we don't have any specifics on date or anything like that but uh but at least that'll be something special to get into uh, yeah we have never gotten into a dvc one because you always have to have had a room booked by Correct, a certain yeah. time but the the ap ones usually and and they also don't have as many dates uh the ap ones usually work for more dvc members unfortunately not those that don't have ap's yet but and then d23 usually there's d23 dates i think something mm-hmm. else to be on the lookout if you have a d23 membership yep um, so I think we're going to sort of end the live stream tonight with just sort of a little bit of a question and answer. So if you do have any questions, go ahead and put those in the chat right now. But, um, while we're waiting for questions to come in, Phil, Pauline, when is your next trip to the magic or when are you planning your next trip to the magic or something like that? Or something like that. 
We do not, this is our first time since January 2017 that we do not have a trip booked. Um, that's a little scary in a way, but also not because we have DVC, so we know we're going to go. It's kind of like, uh. um, I know we want to, we really want to like maybe go back to the poly. I know there's a trip we want to do with Phil's side of the family. So all of these things are kind of like in the cosmos. It's just, you know, us actually getting into the dashboard and booking something. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to get back, but we just, yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot going on right now. And we just haven't had the time to sit down and figure it out. This year's already looking pretty crazy for us. So. Yes. Yeah, and we had, and you literally just got back. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Never, you can never come back soon enough. You can never come back soon enough. You guys also made it out to Alani this year as well. Do you guys think you'll you'll head back out there anytime in the near future? Yeah. yeah. You want to go? I mean, I would go every like three years. I'd go every year if we could make that flight out there every year. But um, I, I just Alani to me was the best DBC experience thus far. That's amazing. Yeah. For sure. Alani is a whole different level. Uh, and I know that's a very easy, cheap thing to say, but it really is a very special place. Uh, I, I thought that we had committed to going every three years, but apparently it's just a <laughs> <Okay>. December year. <laughs> so, so hopefully be back in two That needs to be vetted a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. I'm a yeah, okay. <laughs> um, Just some of the comments coming in. Howard asks, how's Top of the World Lounge work now for blue card holders? Um Top of the World Lounge now is essentially the villain's layer, so it is a direct benefit. And I would say for the most part, if you want to ensure yourself entry into Top of the World Lounge, you're going to want to book one of those special events that they have um, or one of those special dining event packages mm, that they have. There's in that two space. different ones right now. Yeah, I, I believe there's two different packages depending on the night and what's going on. Um, but, um, you know, it, it is a gamble. Otherwise, in terms of yeah. whether or not you're going to get and in, we, and get a table. we went to like scope it out one night just to see like maybe we can go up before the fireworks. And we went over there, and I swear there was like a hundred people waiting and and doing the same thing. You know what I mean? Like like standing down there waiting to see if they can get up. Uh, so we just were like, yeah, we'll we'll come back a different time. But the only thing about those packages is you do have to be staying uh, on property. Uh, also, so to, to call and book those and you have to call DVC um, to book those. Yep. Yep. Um, have you guys been to Top of the World Lounge? No. 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 All right. We're going to have to. The villain's lair. I really don't have an interest right now. <laughs> I, never end up I really thought I that care. they were going to do something different with that, like depending on the season. Like it just none of the stuff was permanent enough that they installed or changed, which made me sort yeah. of go, Oh, this is going to, you're going to yeah. take a picture down and it's put like a picture up some stuff and up. <laughs> it's going to be Christmas and it's going to have a Christmas theme or mm. like, honestly, Disney, if you're listening, that's what you should do. You'll get us in there more and we'll spend more money, which has always been the problem with top of the world lounge. That's why they're doing these paid events is because it always struggled to make money. Because mm -hmm. people would come up, watch the fireworks, and leave, get a couple waters or something like that. And so that's why they've started instituting these sort of, you know, paid events up there. That's why they've made it. So essentially to get a seat, you've got to buy this package that gets you an appetizer, a drink, and dessert. I mean, that, mm -hmm. truly, that's the reason. But if you sort of did a little bit of a refresh, you know, hung a new picture, changed the theme <laughs> a smidge uh, every four months or so, I mean, I'd come back more often. So Maybe not for a picture, but... <laughs> 
feel like they totally missed the mark too. Like villains is so niche in the it's you know not my yeah, it's not my thing either. Yeah. And it's like, why wouldn't you do like a different resort, DVC resort overlay every couple of months? Like that would get us excited. I think we're so invested in the resorts and maybe the the Disney IP is a little outside of that. So, or just making it like a better a better general <laughs> atmosphere for purchasing and consuming drinks and appetizers, mm -hmm. make it more interesting than just fireworks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Even if, like, I hate to say this, but even if there was, like, a spend limit of, like, I don't know. Like a minimum like spend. Like a minimum spend to go yeah. up instead of having to book and, you know, hope there's availability. I don't know. I just miss being able to just go up, you know, spontaneously. So. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, what really violates the spirit of what it was intended for. Sorry. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, no, you're good. Um, Josh asks, how long do you think it'll take for um, villas at Grand Floridian to sell out again? Um, honestly, at this point, I believe that the resort is somewhere around halfway sold out. So I think there's going to be a valid push to get it sold out probably by the middle to end of 2024, which is going to be within that time frame of when the Polynesian goes on the sale. Because I can't see a scenario where they're sitting there going, I really want to have Grand Floridian and Polynesian direct points on sale against each other. Probably not what they want to do. Yeah. So they're, I don't want to cannibalize. And I think that's what we'll see with some of these benefits, uh, with some of these offers that they do for direct purchases as well. They're going to sort of, you know, sort of have the lever there and throttle that up and down to basically time that pretty perfect. Um, so mm -hmm. I think we'll just continue to see them doing yeah. that. And a lot of the DVC resale market agents, I mean, uh, not a lot of them, all of them are former guides that work for Disney. And they have said, like, you know, the worst thing would be having too many choices. You know, you get a family in there that's, that's ready to buy and you give them way, way too many choices. And then they need more time to think. So then they go away and then they might not come back. You know what I mean? So having like, here's your two choices. You want to buy this or you want to buy this you know, Riviera yep. or Lonnie, like that, that seals the deal a lot faster. Um, along that same level of thinking, Bridget asks, do you think Disneyland Tower will sell it quickly, like within a couple weeks or months? I'm going to send this question to Phil and Pauline first, because I'm curious to see what they think. Uh, I, I mean, I just feel like Grand California is so popular, I would think it would sell out very quickly. I mean, I, I would say months, not weeks, but um, I, that was your favorite part of the Disneyland trip, I would say, is you really liked Trader Sam's and the, the that whole area at Disney Disneyland Hotel. So. Well, Phil, yeah. you were shaking your head no. Yeah, no, I think I'm going to just say across the board, no, I don't think it will be a matter of months. But I think the speed at which it sells out will be predicated upon whether or not they continue with the resale restrictions. The last tower that they built had them. And I'm not saying because the word towers in the name it necessitates having resale restrictions. But I think if it has resale restrictions, it'll take over a year to sell out. If it is free and clear of those resale restrictions, I think at least 80 to 85% of the resort will be sold out within 12 calendar months. So that's my prediction. That's what I would think. It's that's that's a lot of points they're going to put on sale, and it, it's a fairly good size tower. That's that's a lot that they're going to have to sell through. Yeah, I agree with you, Phil. I don't think it's going to go as quick as some think that it's going to go. And honestly, Disneyland, we love Disneyland. There is, you know, there's it is demand for Disneyland, especially from our you know our West Coast members. But it's still not, I mean, like, look at the Moonlight Magic. You could have easily got on 
like hours later after it had gone on sale, maybe even the next day, right? And still gotten in. Um, it's just people like DVC in general is more geared towards people that want to be out at Disney World um, than Disneyland. That's just the way it is. It's it's always historically been, you know, the, the same with the rental market. There's more people that are interested in renting points at Disney World. Um, and I go back to on this specific question, I always go back to what I've heard Derek DeBoer at DVC Resale Market say when they were trying to sell Grand Californian originally it struggled in sales. They actually had additional sales incentives for those sales agents to push that resort. And so we think that there's this big pool of people that are going to want and love Disneyland Tower. But at the end of the day, how big is that? There are those of us that are very passionate about it. But is that enough to really sell this resort out very quickly? I remain a little bit skeptical on that. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is, is that the studios only sleep four. And there's not a lot of like one bedroom, two bedroom in Grand Villas. Like there's so, the inventory is so small. So if, if a studio for four isn't going to work for you, uh, for your family, then you might not even want to buy in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that price per point starts with a three, that could seriously put a damper on it as well. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, Michael asks, what's up with the holding queue this weekend on the member website? I know, Michael, the website was down at the end of last week. Friday, it was down most of the day. Members couldn't get into any password-protected areas of the website. Um, It has come back up here and there, and it seems to have been working for me throughout the weekend for the most part, but I don't see where anything has changed. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, nothing nothing too significant. Yeah, I think the queue was because it had been down for so long. Uh, There was such an influx of people once it was back up trying to get on it at the same time. Uh, Because I did, I sat in that queue. It was like only a minute that I had to sit in there. Uh, And then when it came back up, our cruise was on our dashboard, which I thought was kind of cool. It was only because it was the member cruise. And I would imagine maybe if you booked a cruise with points, it would show up too. We paid cash for the member cruise. I would not use points. But I wonder if like, if you book points now through DVC, if your cruise will show up on your dashboard. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kim asked, where would you put another DVC lounge if you were to add a second one? I want to add one in every park, personally. (laughs) Dreams. Like, maybe on top of, like, Tomorrowland Terrace, like, a second story. I feel like there's a, when I go on the People Mover, there's a lot of rooftop space over there. I will, I will make a big dream. I think that they should do some sort of private um restaurant or dining place for disney vacation club members now granted it's you know you're gonna have to pay for your dinner and all that kind of stuff but put something like this in disney springs and just make your make it make it feel like a special place for members to go and hang out at and you know that when you go in there there's going to be other members it's going to be like the dvc member mingle restaurant i don't know i'm just i'm just making things up like (laughs) that's always like Sorry, what was that, Polly? I just, I, they desperately need perks like that because I look at like these events that happen and to, to Phil and I who are not locals, like th- that's not a perk. I'm sorry. Like there's no guarantee that I'm going to be there or be able mm-hmm. to go to experience that perk. So something that's standing there every single day that's available to me or an available opportunity as a DVC member, that's a perk. Yeah. yeah. I think I think if they were going to, 
if I had to pick one place, I would say I know that there's plenty of space within the, the architecture or the structure of the Cinderella Castle. Putting the Cinderella <laughs> Castle somewhere, that would be really special. I know that it's an incredibly valuable piece of real estate, but if that's where I could pick for them to do it, that would be cool. But if they could just make something like just call it the Icon Lounge and put a lounge in each one of the different park icons that the DVC people had access to, I think that that would be really cool. The, the Hollywood Tower Hotel, the castle. Tower of Terror would be really cool to yeah. have a DVC I, I think that that would be very cool, very popular. Obviously, a big money maker. They would have food and drink beverage there. What is uh, it, the, uh, the Tip Top Club? Is that what the – I believe that – the, the Tip Top Club is part of the storyline of of Hollywood Tower of Terror, and it's the club that. at the top of the uh, of the tower. That would now that would be a lounge. Yeah, just, just put an icon lounge. Yeah. In each it is a ride. I don't really know if there's any real space up there. <laughs> I think there's <laughs> elevators. Doesn't matter. Make it. Well, one of them is always down, so just yeah, build the lounge. That is yeah. true. You could do it like in. Oh yeah. Oh, that, that's that's something I'm going to be dreaming on for a little while. Um, we had someone ask, why is there very little DVC inventory 30 days or less? Any tips for a last minute booking? Um, I would say as on the whole right now, inventory inside seven months is very, very limited. Once you get inside 30 days, Disney most likely is not going to put that inventory back into regular inventory if someone cancels. Basically, that moves into their cash bookings and stuff like that. Um, it's very odd um, that no, it's, we found a lot of stuff within sixty days, though. We and have, so, but it takes some yeah, severe it, stalking. Yes, that like, that is you have to look like you literally if you if you really really want something. And Paul and I have done, especially living local now, we have done a handful or more even of, of last minute trips to where when we first look, there's absolutely nothing. And then we're just like, okay, let's keep looking. And, and an example is his birthday last, uh, last year we looked and we were like a month and a half out. There was nothing. And then we kept looking, kept looking. And I'm talking like multiple times a day. Like you really have to work at it, unfortunately. And first we found, you know, one night at Oki West, one night at Boardwalk. We just wanted two nights and kept looking, kept looking. Both nights at OK West, bam, got a, a real stay. And eventually, like three days before his birthday, I was able to move it to Beach Club for those two nights. So so if you if you're willing to put in that work um, and just, you know, have it on your phone, save the page on your phone and just get used to hitting that modify button, looking, looking so that if it shows up, bam, you're ready to click. Um, and we've never not found anything. We've always found something last minute. We do always try to encourage our friends, Phil and Pauline, to come take a last minute trip and, <laughs> and come visit us. And they have lots of points now. There's, so there's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, DV, DVC Krieger always has a spare bedroom as well. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I don't, I, we don't offer turn down service or no, anything like no, that. The dogs but... <laughs> will just stare at you and go, turn down your own bed. Yeah. I just want to cuddle with Odie. I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's snoozing hardcore behind us at the moment. So um, if you got any, any last questions, put them in the chat. We'll probably wrap up here in the next five to 10 minutes. Um, um, I did see one that I wanted yeah. to answer. Someone asked about booking Disneyland Paris with DVC points. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. I thought that was a really good question to answer because we had looked into this when we were originally supposed to go to Disneyland Paris before um, the pandemic hit and we had to cancel it. But it was around at that time, the point charts, it was like 180 points uh, for like five nights, I believe. And if you do choose to do that, that is part of the like Disney collection. 
and you have to call member services. Only direct points qualify um, unless they're old grandfathered endpoints. They have to be direct points. So, so for us, it, it wouldn't have worked anyway because we didn't have we don't have enough direct points for that. And then they charge you a $95 fee and then they transfer your points into what's called reservation points. So vacation points are what you use to book DVC. That's what you normally have. And when they're transferred into reservation points, if you would cancel, um, you would be stuck with only reservation points. So you can only use those for like the Disney collection and cruises and stuff like that. Things that are big point eaters that, that don't really give you the value. And so a lot of people that had booked with points right before the pandemic and had to cancel, their points were stuck as, as reservation points and they weren't able to use them for DVC anymore, which was kind of sucked, just, just to be frank. Um, honestly, it was not a good of a deal because there's always some sort of package when you book at Disneyland Paris, like, like you can get um, a room and tickets together for a pretty decent price. Or sometimes even for us, it was a room tickets and a meal plan. And it was cheaper to go that route. So I would always look at the cash prices, you can always rent your points and, and, and get the cash and, and spend them, you know, booking Disneyland Paris or something and probably make a better value than if you would actually use your points there and you don't have to pay the $95 fee yep. and get your points stuck. And that's, you know, we get those questions all the time at DVC rental store too. We get people that are like, Hey, I've got reservation points. Can you rent out my reservation yeah, points? I'm, like, no, we, no, because we nobody, no one wants can't to use them. Anyway. No one wants to pay, you know, like Exorbitant 30 prices. points a night for all star sports. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you look at, the Disney collection, like all-star sports costs like almost more per night than like a grand Floridian booking through regular DVC. So like yeah. the, the point ratio is in proportionate. Um, two more questions. Uh, do you think beach club villas will get a fifth sleeper in the one bedroom villas during its current refurb? They added it to Saratoga, right? Yep. So it's very hopeful. I would hope that they would add a fifth sleeper, anywhere that they could because yeah. it does it really increases the value there for yeah. a lot of families um you guys recently I stayed at beach club right? yes okay did you guys like what did you think of the rooms what was that i don't know if i want a fifth person in that room here's my problem with beach club okay the the shot you have to like walk through the shower to go to the bathroom and if you're having five feet, I don't know, it's just very odd logistics. It's like a uh, maze. Yeah. Privacy, if you will. So having that many people in one room is yeah. a little. I, yeah. I don't know why there are six different doors. To yes. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the A little silly. I don't know if the, like someone was just angry in our, it looked like someone took a baseball bat to our refrigerator. <laughs> Those rooms are up, but I, I genuinely don't think the beach club one bedroom is, is big enough to just, to, Put a fifth adult, I think, for me. Yeah. I've, always, I've always also loved how they have uh, in certain of those one bedrooms, they've got like the accordion blinds between the bathtub and the bedroom. It's like, hello, do you need anything? It's like, um, I don't know. But yeah, the the, do the the three doors going into the single bathroom has always been enjoyable. It's like, you know, you just right. never know what door to, it's especially confusing in the middle of the night when it's pitch black and you're just trying to get somewhere. You, en you end up in the hallway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a full glass shower. If someone comes in there, you're just. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, Dave, David will just find his way into your room. And if one of those six doors is open. It's <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. 
Well, and our last question of the night, not a question as much of a statement, but Elaine Edwards has been joining us in chat tonight. And, and she said, Philip Murphy, you look like an angel. Um, and so um, Elaine Edwards, Dreams Unlimited Travel, uh, Elaine at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, um, wonderful travel agent. I know she's helped uh, us book before in the, fu- in the in the past and she's in the future and uh, and helped Phil and Pauline as well. So Elaine has been helping as has been Lauren De La Cruz in the chat tonight, just moderating stuff. Looks like Bob Chapek's been in the chat. <laughs> Probably not the real Bob Chapek if I had to put money on it, but uh, he's definitely been in the chat as well. But Phil, Pauline, it has been an absolute blast having you guys on. We need to do this again uh, very, very soon if the people and on the internet uh, love this show as much as I loved uh, chatting with you guys. Yeah, we're, we're down to come back and cause some trouble whenever. I, can't, I cannot wait for this to be over so I can go read the comments because I haven't seen a single one <laughs> <laughs> excited to get in there and cause some trouble. So. Do they go away during a live? Uh, no, like- I believe it'll replay. So it'll be uh-huh. if, you, if you replay the whole show, you'll have to watch it back. But it will be in the live comments, and then if people want to add comments after the fact, they'll add them in a, in a separate comment thing. Um, speaking of comments, all that kind of fun stuff. If you did love our conversations tonight, please be sure to subscribe to the DVC Fan YouTube channel hit that like button um hit do all those things that phil is motioning right now all those things that make uh that that make it face i don't need youtube do all of its things you know uh if you love our content um you know please also follow along at dvcfan.com join us in the conversation over in the dvc fan uh facebook group i think we're approaching twenty five thousand members in oh. the DVC fan Facebook group. And Phil has told me that when we hit 25,000, he'll come back to the group. <laughs> and so, um, I think you made that up. I Phil, might've made that Phil up. Phil is not on social media anymore. And we, Oh no, you are. Did you just come back? He came back for like a week when he was oh, here. It was a week when you were at <laughs> Disney. Just yeah. for just for the trip, yeah. But I was the I was just the resident bridge troll before. <laughs> and we loved you for it. We loved you for it. Um, But yeah, no, guys, it's been a wonderful uh, blast chatting with you all tonight, getting to know a little bit about your Disney Vacation Club story. Um, So I can't wait to have you guys back down here pretty soon um, and uh, come down for another visit to DVC Krieger or or wherever, wherever the road, Chateau de la Krieger or wherever, (laughs) uh, wherever the road takes you. But I think that'll do it for us tonight for the DVC show. Um, Thank you all for joining in for this impromptu live news update, question and answer, more just, you know, us having a good time in our DVC community. So thank you all for joining us and uh, we will see you next time.